Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast, Waterfall Wednesday edition. I'm your host, Nick Johnson. And with Dale Luganville. How are you doing tonight, Dale? From good. the Northland. Yes. Uh, we have, we've we've traded places almost, kind of sort of. Yeah, you said you're up north near Canada. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, or Minnesota. Or Minnesota? Which is about an hour south of International Falls. All right, I'm looking at it right now. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's up there. Are you hunting anything? Uh, yeah, I, I've done some waterfall hunting up here and grouse, and I was in the stand earlier today, this afternoon, for about an hour. Nice. Yeah. Um, are you nearby any of those, um, like, uh, rough grouse walking trails that the Minnesota DNR has out? Uh, technically not, like, officially walking trails just for grouse, but I'm surrounded by public land. Uh, national oh, forest, sure, sure. state forest, conservation lands, uh, you name it. Like, there is just – there's – Miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles of it. Tens, hundreds, I don't know what the total is, but it, it's it's everywhere up here. And there are plenty of trails, and some are motorized and some are non-motorized. So, yeah. I don't, and you, you've you killed some grouse? I have killed a few. Yeah, no, I've killed a few grouse. The, <laughs> the numbers are up this year, so um, they're, they're pretty decent. And I don't have a dog, so, you know, most everybody up here is running around side-by-sides and, and four-wheelers, and they just basically shoot them off the path. But... I actually walked the paths and 
and look in, in into the woods. Not just trying to take. I saw. I, I wasn't hunting grouse today, but I saw a couple today. Yeah, they're around. Nice. And what have you done for waterfowl hunting up there? Uh, well, I I kind of did a makeshift uh, like a jump shoot the one day. I went. I uh, was just kind of exploring right after I got up here. It's a couple weeks ago, and uh, well, actually, this was before I officially like moved up here. I was checking in on this job. Uh, anyway, so I was like, well, we're close to this old campsite we always used to go to. I might as well go take a peek. And I crossed the bridge, and I could just see up uh, technically downstream a little ways. And there's a crap ton of geese in there. I was not expecting that. I was like, it's the, and this is a tiny river. I mean, it's it's tiny. I don't know what nice. it would be across, but like uh, no more than 50 yards across. You know, like it's, it might be less. Like it's pretty small. So I was like, holy crap, I think I could probably sneak those. So I pull ahead, you know, and pull off the side and the campsite there and throw my waders on. I happen to have all my stuff. Did the sneak and got in there, and I'm, you know, poking around trees and trying to, I don't see any heads, and I didn't hear them take off. I'm like, what the heck? So I poked my head out, and they're just gone. And I'm like, oh, I must have just swam down the stream. There's some swans down there I can hear. And then just about the time, you know, about to walk back, all of a sudden this like eagle comes booking around the corner, and it must have spooked them all up. So they all got up and flew right at me. So I was able to, well, my first shot missed, and then my second shot killed two. So it's like, oh, so see. these poor fucking geese are just chilling on a river, mm-hmm. a little or a stream, and along comes Dale. They probably hear your giant ass lumbering through the woods, and they're Possible. like, fuck that. So they start going the opposite direction. And then an eagle swoops down, scares them up. They have to fly back at you, and you smoke two of them. God bless America. It's a pretty cool story, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one, the first shot I missed, I was like, "What?" It felt like I was right on, and they weren't very. High. I mean, they weren't even treetop height. Like they were, they were not tall. So I was really surprised I missed my first shot, and then my second shot, I was, I was surprised again that two of them fell. Wasn't surprised the one I was aiming at fell, but the one next to him, I was like, "What? Him too?" All right. What, and, and, what would have been better is if an, an eagle would have stole one from you. Well, it was looking. Like, when they splashed down, he, like, he banked hard, and I was like, get away from my birds. And then <laughs> the other thing is I had to, I did have to be careful because the, the few swans that were, like, mixed in, I was like, okay, can't. You know, there was actually a lag between my first shot and my second shot because I had to wait for this swan to clear. <laughs> Right, and since you know you're shooting, you already know you're hitting birds you're not aiming at. Like, well, I didn't. Risky business. I I didn't until the second shot. I mean, I just straight whiffed (laughs) on my first one, so I don't I don't have an excuse for that other than I just missed. Um. Well, I got home. uh, Let's see. I got home Saturday. I basically slept all day Saturday, Sunday, and I went out for what day is it today? Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Waterfall Wednesday. Went out for my first goose hunt yesterday yesterday morning and i uh just went out to some public land nearby threw out a few decoys and thought well let's see what happens and i had one flock fly over me and none of them did it they just kept it going and i decided i should probably start scouting (laughs) was this your was this another (laughs) one of your prairie hunts or was it an actual like crop field it was an actual crop field that i could hunt no scouting on it just you know sure I got my stuff unpacked and I'd gotten rested up and I was like, you know what I really want to do? Go goose hunting. Mm. And that is what I'm going to do tomorrow. So I did it. And, 
not a lot of birds around yet. I mean, which is, I mean, there are. Now that I've been scouting a little bit, there are birds around. But not like normal, like on a normal November. Uh, tonight, I was just scouting. And it was 70 degrees out. 72. Yeah. And I watched, it's on my Snap story. I got a like a pretty large flock going into a pond. And I wrote their water feeding tonight. Not all of them were, but a, a lot that mm-hmm. were in this pond. Like, it must have been a pretty hot little food source in there. Um, I never did find the roost they were coming from. Like, they are just tracing across the sky. I'm like, well, let's see what those birds are going. Followed them right to that pond. And I followed them away. Huh. Like, they flew, they flew over a lot of cornfields to get to that pond. Right. And um, the, the pond was right next to a cornfield. Like, um, so anyways, that whole flock of birds, which was several hundred geese, uh, before I bailed out of there that I'd watched go in there, that pond is public, too. Um, which I was like, huh, Interesting. <laughs> if that wasn't completely <laughs> fucking knee deep mud, <laughs> I would be interested. Like you could see the mud ring around the cattails. Sure. Like, Fuck. I don't know Might about not that. Be that bad. Sometimes that mud doesn't go that deep. You just have to walk in there and check it out. Yeah, that was anyway. too much work for you. Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> I had something crazy happen to me today too. I totally like blew this off, like forgot about it. I'm driving down the highway, going to go scout. And I had marked a roost. Like I'd marked a roost to go check out. I did that uh, yesterday after yesterday on my way home from my unsuccessful goose hunt. It's like, Oh, there's a bunch of geese in this roost. I'll uh, come back here and scout it tomorrow morning. Like I scouted somewhere else last night. Then I came back there tomorrow, uh, this morning. And I watched lots of geese, lots and lots of geese pile right out of this roost, right into a field off the highway. And I knock on the door and I'm like, Hey, blah, blah. Wondering if I could goose hunt. And this lady says, well, I'm just a renter. Here's the guy who owns its phone number. I've given this phone number a lot. I'm like, yeah, you are. There's a lot of geese right off the highway. Mm -hmm. Right. So I call straight to voicemail. I leave a voicemail, go about my day. Like that's never going to fucking happen. I end up getting permission on a, I get permission on a traffic field. That's, gonna be sketchy like it's it's gonna be a a rough go you know Mm -hmm. sure there's a there's a chance there's enough birds that some might be stupid enough but then i was about to go scouting this afternoon it's like 3 30 4 o'clock and my phone rings and it's that dude he's like yeah go ahead it's like what (laughs) no way it never happened not only no not only did somebody actually return my phone call but actually gave me permission like well welcome home well, that just goes to show you, you always got to try, right? And I think a, a bunch of people have probably gotten that number and just thought, oh, this, this is a waste of time. That guy will never call back. And if he does, give me a no. So just screw it. Let's keep scouting. You know what I mean? Right. I know hunters I Hunters have had that. I've been on scouts where we just we come up with every excuse to not stop at a certain farm or not. You know, it's like we already shoot ourselves down. For fear of rejection, we just reject ourselves. I don't know what it is. It's weird. It's like, dude, just... it's it's, a, it's also like a a guilt that you're going to be bothering somebody. Yes, that yeah, that's how it is for me too. I always like fuck. It's look at that. You can see that motherfucker serving potatoes onto his dinner plate right there, and here I am about to knock. Yep, exactly. But you gotta fucking do it. You yeah. have to well. do it. And like, uh, I don't know, but that that feeling is real. That and that little hesitancy towards asking. 
is a real thing and it's something you really got to kick yourself in the ass about i really had to do that um i really had to do that when i was working in saskatchewan i mean like i had to exhaust every single possibility of trying to get a hold of a landowner to you know because it's my job like that's what i'm getting paid to do we have we have customers who are paying us a lot of money to go hunting and i can't be like i don't want to you know kind of it was around dinner time you know or um i'd already called him twice like dude you got to make that third fucking call right and i mean you're gonna bug that motherfucker until he tells you no Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) or until like you actually get a hold of him but it's something i've seen it i feel it in myself and i've seen it like to different degrees with different people i've hunted with to the point where some guys find it paralyzing yeah and um where they really can't ask for permission and one thing that i've uh that i do find helpful with that i guess we can get into a little bit of like scout permission getting type of stuff but like have a script have a script and it's like the script always is what would you think if you were the landowner and somebody some random phone number or some random vehicle pulls in your driveway or random phone number calls you you have two fucking questions who is this and what do they want? Right. <laughs> so that's that's what you lead with. And I do have a script. Write it on a note card. And um, that can just help you get through the hesitancy. Hi, my name is X. The reason I'm calling is this. Right. And, you know, it's just it doesn't have it's short, sweet to the point. If you don't sound like a fucking asshole, you don't mumble and bumble your way through it. You stand a fighting chance. Yeah, I agree. I used to, you know, try to get more uh, strategic with it like when i first started like oh that guy runs international tractors you know let's start a tractor conversation and no oh, how's the weather how are the crops doing it's like you know what i'm wasting this dude's time just cut to the chase and when i started <laughs> when i started doing that because it's just like you said i thought like how would i like you know if i was getting ready to eat or i was just got done with work or whatever like what would i want it's not so much that i'm being bothered because somebody knocked my door it's like is this person broke down? What is he, you know, I don't know what this, you know, of course he might be selling something. I don't know, but um, I want it short and sweet. I want to get back to whatever I was doing. Even whatever I was doing was absolutely nothing at all. I want to get back to that. So, so then I just started basically just exactly what you said. Like, Hey, you know, I'm Dale Luganville. Um, so I just got for geese when saw some geese in that field. And they're one, if I could uh, hunt that saturday or sunday or this fall or whatever the whatever the thing is and uh right i've started getting way more yeses doing that than trying to concoct this how can i tap into this guy's psyche and you know it's just like who are you what do you want yeah and then if and then if they want to strike up a conversation then i'll stand you know then i'll stand there and have a conversation which does happen from time to time but right um it yeah I'm, i'm not leading with the conversation first you know it's just quick and to the point he can turn me down and then you know if it's a weak no then i might poke and prod a little bit but if it's a pretty stern no it's just like all right well thanks for your time see ya here's another tip if you ever are in person with somebody all and you either you get permission or you get a soft no like nah somebody else is hunting out there next thing you say is uh would you mind if i got your phone number Cause then like, if it's a soft, no, like somebody else is going out there like, Hey, could I get your phone number? And maybe in the future, if I see birds out there or something, I can give you a shout or give you a text. And if nobody else is out there, 
um, maybe I could get a chance at it. Or if it's a yes, be like, hey, could I get your phone number just in case, uh, you know, I need to contact you about anything that is going on out there. Then you have that person's phone number for the future. You don't have to be dependent on knocking on that door. Yeah. And that's pretty that's that's a pretty good tip right there. Something I don't usually do and I probably should. Um the one I mean, thing is fun. It could just be like, you know, hey, I shot one of your cows. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or you want to be able to text them that. Or yeah, if there was an emergency <laughs> or something like yeah, for sure. Um and yeah, it does make it easier for in the future, you know. Or even just, you know, leaving a voice calling and saying, Hey, thanks, you know. Absolutely. A good shoot hunt, a text. Blah 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 blah. Shoot a text. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, whatever. The other thing, so I, like, <laughs> one of the follow-up questions my buddies always have that I this is what this is when I really start getting awkward. I don't know how like it sounds really selfish of me, and it, it sounds out of place to ask this. But he's like, "Did we get soul permission?" I'm like, "What was I supposed to say?" Like, uh... and make sure I'm the only one that has permission. Like that's the thing, like now I'm making demands. Like. Right, it's right, not, right, it's right. It's not or, my property. No, you can't make demands. Or I mean, you're already going on a limb to be like, can I use your land for my own personal enjoyment? <laughs> exactly. That's then like, all of a sudden, like, hey, can I make rules for yeah, your land that's while I'm, I'm at I'm always, it? And I'm always like, no, I didn't ask for sole permission. Like, what? That, that just, ugh, that just sounds okay. gross. I mean, does, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I'm just like, I no. will if I'm if I'm guiding. I will, you know, say. And I'm paying, you know, for yeah. daily. Like, hey, I'm not gonna have it. There, is there anybody else that might be out there? You, that's a good way to a, good way to ask. Yeah, if that's you a have good way to word it. Sure. Like, hey, is, um, is there anybody else that might be hunting out there? And if they say, uh, yeah, my neighbor sometimes goes out there. Well, fucking plan on dealing with him. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah, at um, least then you know. I mean, usually when you run into a, a farmer that gives multiple access uh, permissions, and he usually volunteers that information. I've found, you know, it's he like he does. Actually, the when I told you I got permission on a traffic spot, I got permission on it, and I said, you know, hey, would you mind if I go out there and set some goose decoys? He's like, yep. He goes, but you might not be the only one. There's been guys coming around and asking. Just play nice with everybody. Pick up all your shit and have a ball. Yeah, That's what he told me. He's yeah, cool as hell. Yeah, I've had similar similar things like that, too. And then when I drove out there to look at it, I found two shotgun hulls. Oh, so my God. So- somebody wasn't playing by the rules, but Those I picked them up. Sons of bitches. I want to race right <laughs> that- back at the guy. I'm like, this is why I should be the only one that can hunt here. Look what I look what I had to pick up. <laughs> look at what I did for you. Exactly. So You're anyways, welcome. This isn't going to get clogged into your combine. Let's talk about that sole permission now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's have a conversation. That is one thing um when when we were working up in Saskatchewan, god dang, I mean, well, you really really there's hunts you shoot a lot of shells. Like you shoot a lot of them. Not only do you shoot a lot of them, but there's a lot of them in, you know, trash bags that are getting thrown around, blinds that are getting moved from here to there. There's just fucking shotgun shells and shotgun hulls everywhere. And when we're, uh, when before we leave the field, man, we go over everything probably five times. And we'll find extra hulls up until about that fourth time going over everything. Yeah. About the fifth time, you don't find any more. But um, that's really one way that you can not get an invite back quick or kind of shut down a whole, a whole like good spot for other people. And you like, we really are kind of freaks about that up in Saskatchewan. Just 
because there's potential that you know well you shoot so many shells run, yeah you're running that kind of volume i mean you know it's a little different if it's two three of your buddies you go out there and you're pretty sure you got all of them maybe left one or two like that more than likely is going to get disked under or whatever and chances are nobody finds that one but yeah when you you know have eight guys out there and, and they're shooting as much as they shoot up there it's like that's gonna be a lot like dude we'll use like those uh black industrial garbage bags keep one in the trailer and sometimes they're only in there for two to four hunts like and they're filled with garbage yeah, that's crazy it is crazy the amount of garbage that you create on those hunts is it's almost like pigeon hunting Mm-hmm. well and the the wads too, like on those big hunts. Like I noticed that too. It's like, you know, when I'm just doing a small buddy hunt, you know, we're out there picking up. If I see a wad, I'll, I'll pick it up. Don't necessarily like comb for for wads, but in the spring, like when I would guide, that's a totally different story. I mean, it's like you can see them. <laughs> like they're just everywhere, and they're just it's at 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 some point in time they're thick enough. It's like okay, we need to make a concerted effort to get these wads too. Like this is there's a lot. Yeah, there. Yeah, and it, it's a good thing to to keep people out of your way too. That you know you're doing your thing with the decoys or the blinds or whatever, and people are like, either don't know what to do. Hey, pick up some shells and wads. Oh, that's a great. That actually is a great idea. It's a good way to yeah. keep either clients and or buddies <laughs> that don't know what they're doing busy. Absolutely, <laughs> and nothing against them. They want to be helpful, so go do that. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So what were some takeaways from your uh, Canada guide experience? Um, God, that's a loaded question, bro. Well, I meant I like, learned... what did, what did you learn? Like, what, like, you know, what's something that you think you could apply to starting your business in Wisconsin? Just how to deal with lots of different personalities. Okay making sure that the most important thing is people's enjoyment of the hunt and having good opportunity to take game. Um, yeah, it, it just all around all these little puzzle pieces of here's how it, here's how they do it. Here's how it could be improved. Here's how they do it better. And, you know, not just from a business, why the business standpoint, but um, all the guides I worked with up there are all like super amazing good hunters from all over the country like dylan uh dylan graves he's from michigan um josh wright he's from uh wyoming anthony burnett he's from montana and then we got jack donner all those dudes i worked with just super 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 fucking good hunters and ben webster of course owner of big kansas outfitters and uh co-owner of prairie limits outfitters like everybody just in the melting pot of you know, throwing ideas out there and how do we make hunts work? Like, uh, everybody's so good at hunting and they all have their own little twist on things. There's so much stuff you could take away and, and apply it to your, um, cachet of knowledge. You could say, sure. Such a good crew to work with. Everybody kept a pretty good attitude unless we got a little tired, get a little snippy. Ah, you know, it's going to happen. But in terms of like, uh, egos, and um, having a good time, it was a great crew. Nobody had that giant ego, which uh, happens from time to time. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's... especially with guys that kill a lot of birds. Yeah, it can. I mean, 
to be honest, I haven't really run into a lot of those. I find more egos with weekend warrior people that, you know, I hesitate to call them wannabe, you know, but they, they, maybe they yeah, have above average success in the private sector, if you will, for lack of a better term, but people that do it professionally and I'm sure they're out there, but I haven't really ran into one yet. That's straight um, up a hole. Have you seen the video of the North Dakota old dude freaking out? Uh, yes. That's a great video. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's just I can't crazy. Believe Your grass guys... is touching my corn. They were so yeah, calm, the dude. One. They were All so right, if calm. You, if you guys haven't seen it, it's uh, it's on YouTube. It's called uh, like Hunter Harassment Charges Pending North Dakota Hunt. It'll probably pop right up because it's got a fucking million views. If you guys haven't seen it, check yeah, it out. It made the rounds. The, the, so these guys got permission on a bean field. Um, they got permission on a bean field. They're set up next to the cornfield. This old man owns. And uh, he was flipping the fuck out about how close they were to his cornfield, yeah. which, dude, that that sucks. But they weren't doing anything illegal. No. Nope. I mean, it, it sucks. You can be like, oh, son of a bitch. You could talk to him in the morning. I mean, they could tell you to fuck off, and you'd be like, god damn it. That's the, you know, you yep. can't really, but this guy goes out there, freaks the fuck out. I think he might have hunter harassment charges pending now. Well, probably because I, he was driving back and forth uh, with his side-by-side -side messing up their hunt. So. Yeah, would, driving back and forth with the side-by-side. -side I would say that called, qualifies. It's called Crazy Hunter Harassment Duck Hunting in North Dakota. 1.7 million views. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it made the That's rounds, insane. but it was a, they did, dude. My hats off to those boys if they're listening, because like that, like they kept their calm, like they were cool and collected. They knew they weren't in the wrong, and they never freaked out, you know. And especially when he's like, "I'm gonna get the, uh, the game warden out here," like, please bring him out here, you know, yep. like, yeah, go ahead. And then what? The guy really shot himself in the foot when he started basically blackmailing him. He's like, "Yeah, three hundred <laughs> bucks right now, and I'll call him off." Oh, you just you just screwed yourself, buddy. You now yeah. now you have extortion to add to the list of <laughs> so those dudes, harassment charges. Those dudes, uh, yeah. Hats off to the guys who were sitting in that A-frame blind. Uh, they they did exactly what you're supposed to do. You know, uh, you, I, I don't know. Maybe somebody could say they could have done this a little better. Yeah. But put yourself there. Could you have? I don't <laughs> like, know what they could have done better. I mean, there's a few times <laughs> I probably would have lost my temper a little bit, you know. Um, right. I would have probably told the old timer to kick rocks. You know, when the guy's like, right. we tried getting to hold you fuck? three times and you, you were just never home. Well, you should have tried more. Well, Oh, my God. You know, I was right over there. I saw you. you I know you could have saw me. We could have all hunted together. He said, yeah, right, whatever. Get the hell out of here. That's such bullshit. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, hey, I'm going to go uh, try to shoot some geese tomorrow morning, and uh, then I'm going to try to sell some hunts. There you go. Are you going to have some lined up for this weekend, or is it dependent on your scouting? Um, oh, it's dependent on if I get any uh, clients, really. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, best of, best of luck to you. I'd, I'd hunt with you if I wasn't four hours away, but, 
here I am. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get some cool, uh, get some cool, like, um, it's well, new it's, hunting experiences under the belt up there. It looks like an interesting place to hunt. It is. So it's, um, there's a ton of, so that is something we can talk about again. Like the, the culture appears a little different. Um, but there is, there's a crap ton of geese on the lake yet kind of spread all over mostly right in the or bay which i think because it's a small enough town technically i could hunt it but nobody's doing it so i'm all i'm kind of like is it not kosher up here to hunt right here in the bay i don't know but anyways fucking um, do it it's deer <laughs> it's deer hunting opener and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna duck hunt while everybody's deer hunting i should have the lake pretty much to myself we got a good cold front coming in friday then it turns back or you know drops off but then it warms back up for the weekend so but that might push in some fresh birds so i don't know we'll see should have a totally interesting report for next week hell yeah i totally forgot everything about deer hunting but um yeah let let me know next week and we'll chat then all right dude sounds good later dude later